brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask everyone to stand except for this family. Everyone else, would you please stand? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We have come today to celebrate the life of our dear friend and disciple of this church, Brother Felix Bird Jr. And you know what? If you knew him, if you remember that beautiful smile that he had on his face, it ought to make you want to put your hands together and give God some praise. What a beautiful smile he always had on his face. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now listen, I know that tears are going to flow today. I know our hearts are going to be sad because we're going to miss Brother Felix. But you know what? He went home to be with the Lord the other day. And I guarantee you right now, he is worshiping our Christ. He is putting his hands together and he is celebrating his entrance into his new home. Oh, you ought to give God some praise for that. Oh, come on. He lived his life. And his life has been pleasing unto the Lord. So we ought to give God some praise in here. We ought to thank him for the laughter that you shared together. Thank him for the smiles you shared together. The conversations you shared with one another. To God we give the glory. Oh God, thank you, our dear Lord, for our dear brother, Brother Felix Bird Jr. To God we give the glory. Would you go bow your heads for just a moment as we invite God's presence here? Father, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we come before you, we come, oh God, with sad hearts. But then, God, we are uplifted because we are in your presence. Oh God, we invite you today to come and sit down in our praise and in our worship as we celebrate the life of Brother Felix Bird Jr., God, we just ask you just to be with us as we sing the songs of Zion. Oh, God, as we pray your prayers, as we read your scriptures, God, we just ask you just to be with us. Oh, God, just continue to stand by our side. Oh, God, stand right next to his beautiful wife. God, thank you for her. Thank you for this family, these children. Oh, God, we just ask now, God, in the name of Jesus, that you invoke your presence upon this place in a mighty way. Oh, God, be with us as we sing. Be with us as we preach. Be with us, oh, God, as we read your scriptures. God, we love you and we thank you. We don't have to ask you to come by here. We thank you for already being here. Thank you for being here and setting this atmosphere for praise and for worship. God, we love you, we thank you, and we magnify your holy and your righteous name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may have your seats in his presence. We're going to follow our program as it has been outlined. We're going to open up one of those great hymns of the church when we all get to heaven. Would you help Miss Naomi as she sings that song? Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. 
Sing his mercy and his grace In the mansions bright and blessed He's prepared for us to play When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We will sing and shout the victory Listen While we walk the pilgrim's pathway Clouds will overspread the sky But when traveling days are over Not a shadow, not a star oh, When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be Trusting, serving every day Just one glimpse of Him in glory Will the toils of life repay Oh, and we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be Testament reading is found in the 23rd Psalm, and it reads like this, very familiar passage of scripture. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, somebody ought to say surely. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a wonderful, beautiful scripture. I want us to then turn to our New Testament reading. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thus I have read John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. May the words of both of these passages bring comfort to this family. And we want you to know, we pray that comfort comes to you not just for today, but tomorrow and the days ahead. I'm delighted to have Minister Lisa Williams here with us this morning. She's gonna come now and she's gonna pray our prayer of comfort. Would you receive her as she comes in her own way? Amen, praise the Lord everybody. Amen. We are in the house of God. So praise the Lord, everybody. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. I'm going to ask everyone except for the family if you would stand at this time as I offer up the prayer of comfort. Amen. And we thank God that he is a God of comfort. He's a God of peace. Amen. God, we know that earth has no sorrows, that heaven cannot heal. And it's in the precious, mighty name of Jesus that we come to you this morning, oh God. Just first of all, God, to say thank you, oh God. God, we thank you, oh God, for the great life, oh God, that Mr. Felix, oh God, was allowed to live, oh God. God, you gave him long life, oh God, as promised in your word, oh God. And God, for that this morning, oh God, we are so grateful, oh God. God, at 1107, oh God, on March 3rd, oh God. God, the angels, oh God, ascended from heaven, oh God, and said, enter in. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And God, although, oh God, it may be a sad occasion for some, oh God. God, we just ask this morning, oh God, that you touch their hearts, oh God. 
God, we pray, God, that you give them a peace, oh God, that surpass all understanding, oh God. God, some need supernatural strength this morning, oh God. God, we pray, oh God, that you grant it to them, oh God. God, we lift up his wife this morning, oh God. God, rib of his rib and flesh of his flesh, oh God. God, we pray, oh God, today, oh God, that you would just love on her, oh God. God, we lift up his children, oh God. God, we ask that you hide the family under the shadow of the Almighty, oh God. God, that in that place, oh God, they will experience, oh God, your love, oh God. God, in your comfort, oh God. God, we pray, oh God, that those, oh God, that knew Mr. Felix, oh God, and that will remember him, oh God. God, will remember, oh God, the God-fearing life that he lived, oh God. God, that even in this very service, oh God, that they will cry out, oh God, and ask, what must I do to be saved? And we thank you, oh God. And it's in Jesus' precious name we pray that all God's people say, amen. Though the storms keep on raging in my life And sometimes it's hard to tell night from day Still there's hope that lies within that's reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared but if the storms don't cease And if the winds keep on blowing in my life My soul has been In my life 
And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day Still there's hope that lies within That's reassured As I keep my eyes upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and just in case the be tossed by the waves and the currents that seem so fierce but in the word of God I've got an anchor that keeps me steadfast unmovable despite the time Just in case the winds they keep on blowing in your life, know that your soul, your soul is anchored in, in the Lord, my soul. My, 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 my soul, my soul, but anchored. The billows they roll, the breakers may dance, but I shall not sway because he holds me fast. So dark the day collides in the sky. I know it's all right, cause Jesus is now. When your friends talk about you, then they scandalize your name. You keep your eyes on Jesus, cause his love, it never changes my soul. My soul, my soul, my soul. You put me down, but Jesus picks me up. He will be right here when you're going. Get around my soul. Oh, 
in the Lord. That makes all the difference. Storms may come, but it's going to be all right because my soul is anchored in the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother Jones, for reminding us to keep our souls anchored in the Lord. Thank you, Minister Lisa Williams, for that powerful, powerful prayer. And um, thank you for Miss Naomi Worthy, who can sing just about anything. Thank you all so much for your service today. I want to invite the following to come to this particular microphone to give your words of tribute. I'm going to start out with Brother Ricardo Black, and after he comes, Elder Ralph Foster and Joanne Bailey and Brother Larry Teasley. You will come in that order Please come to this particular microphone. And I just want to remind you of the two minutes that the family has asked that you observe. We want to all celebrate life today, but we want to do it in a way that is pleasing unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. You may come in that order. and also family and friends that have been attending. I hope you all can hear me well. I decided to write my last letter to Pop, which was dedicated to his life, memory, just in the moment of how I was feeling at the time. So if you all bear with me, I'll try to get through this. and my mother ripped the heart right out of my chest. Losing a mother, losing my mother ripped the heart right out of my chest and now experiencing a loss of my father is no less painful as one might have assumed. I lose no faith in God because of you are, you've already prepared me and always prepared me. When I look forward, when I look to you for strength, 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I would rather be dropping by to watch some of your favorite Western shows, watching some of your favorite automotive shows we love, handing you tools like when I was a kid, or helping you out in the yard trying to impress you with my skills, wanting to be with you, just wanting to be just as great as you. Or even to enforce and collect from clients trying to skip out on the maintenance balance. We've had some moments, and I will always cherish for life, to pass down to my kids, kids' kids, future generations, and future generations to come. You have truly set an example of what a man should be, and even more. I know I won't get a chance to ask the questions that I didn't get a chance to ask, or even the questions that I may need to ask in the future about life. Share, share more memories and even celebrate success now and in the future. But I know if I serve the same God as you and just be a little like you, I should be okay. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Mr. Bird was my brother. If my voice seemed to crack up because it's a sound of joy, the Bible tells me when a child comes into the world, we shall weep. But when one goes out, we shall rejoice. I just look at the last two paragraphs of this obituary and say, don't feel guilty that life, that you have life. Life was, that was denied to me. Heaven is truly beautiful. Just you wait and see. This is a word that he's saying to you all. Don't feel sorry because his life is gone. It's not our earthly life that we're talking about. He's talking about he have a new life in heaven. That's the life we want to... I've been knowing Mr. Bird. I'm going to tell you all something about Mr. Bird. Over 15 years ago, I met Mr. Bird. From the time I met him to the time of his death, we always welcomed each other with Jesus. He was a man that loved the Lord. He was a man that didn't mind praising God. He was a man that we, man that we prayed together every time we came together. But one thing about it, we shared them tears. Tears of joy. I never prayed with this man without crying with this man. We cried together. We talked about family and about life and how beautiful it is. But most of all, we talked about how good God is. It says, so live your life, laugh again, enjoy yourself, be free. Then you'll know each breath you take, you'll be taking one with me. I want y'all to know Mr. Bird is not gone. He's, not, he's still here with us in our spirit because as I was coming down the road, then, Lord, what should I say? What would Mr. Bird have me to say? This is what God gave me. To tell each and every one of y'all, it's not about life here. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. Because we, one day, going to cross that bridge. Whether you're going to cross that bridge to the left or the right, I want to go right to Jesus. Mr. Bird went right to Jesus. I love this man. He's a good man. He's my friend, my brother. And I'm going to do just what me and him always done. And I'm going to celebrate him the way he want to be celebrated. Because I know this man loves the Lord. The pastor, you know him. He don't mind sharing Jesus, but he didn't mind. Hey, so I'm going to do what Mr. Bird have left for me to do. I'm going to go ahead and praise him. 
Can you hear the music in heaven? There's music in heaven right now. He's a prisoner. Woo! Ain't God good? All the time. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Mr. Burris found the words to you. Get your life together. Get your life together. Get a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed to praise him. Get on the mountaintop. Let the world know you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Playtime is over. It's time to get it right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everyone. The words say, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. So praise the Lord, everybody. He's been good to who? And I'm here to give God glory, the honor, and the praise to the pulpit staff, to the singers, to the family, the bird family, and all the family and friends who came in the name of Jesus with a praise in their heart. Felix Berg was my brother-in-law, and I'm just happy to say that we shared many praise the Lord's over the phone. And even when he came to stay with me, and when I went down to stay with them, and it was nothing for him to say. If I called, he said, uh, his wife would tell him, Joanne on the phone, and I'd say, well, tell him I said, praise the Lord. And he would get so loud, you can hear him. He'd be saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. The highest praise we can give anybody, hallelujah. He praised God in season and out season. To those who don't know me, that's all right. But I know him, and he knew me. And it was nothing for us to go out together, share a word. And even when we driving in the car, we'd be passing that word back and forth. A song would come up, and then I'd see a tear in his eyes, and I said, okay. I know where we are going with this. Because if we can't praise God, we can't praise nobody. And you know what? He's not gone. You know why I say he's not gone? Because he's in your heart. If you're carrying him everywhere you go, hey, it's like Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will be with you always, even to the end of time. Now think about that. If you're thinking about Felix, you got a song, you got a, as long as you got a praise, he will answer. He will answer you. And that's how much more our Heavenly Father. All we got to do is look up 
For whence cometh our help, knowing that all our help comes from him. If it had not been for who on your side, where would you be? This is the thing I like to leave with y'all. My brother-in-law, Felix, he was a strict man, and he was direct. And he didn't mind telling you what was on your mind. Like it or not, he told you. He did tell you. And he didn't care who knew it. And when he got mad with his wife or something came up with his family, he'll get on the phone. He'll call me. He said, Joe, I love you. I said, what's wrong, brother-in-law? He said, such and such a thing. I said, you know what you're supposed to do? He said, yeah. I said, we're going to pray about it right now. Because you know what? You can't let things slide. Because if you let things slide, the enemy comes in. And when the enemy comes in, he's going to take you further than you want to go. So, prayer to the family, my sister, my sister-in-laws, nieces, nephews, church family. All I want to leave with y'all, be encouraged. Keep looking up. Don't look down, because there's nothing down there for you. Look up, and remember one thing, your Redeemer lives, and he's with us, what? Always. God bless you, and may heaven smile upon each and every one of you. Felix over 60 some years. I met him when I was a little boy. He was a hard man. I think he was self-educated. Whatever he learned, he couldn't change his mind about it. But he was a good guy. He loved everybody. And I see he's got a beautiful family out there. He always tell me about his kids and stuff. And he loved his kids, but he had a bunch of them. And he showed me one of his sons one day. I said, Felix, that got to be your great-great-grandson, isn't it? He's younger than my grandson. Felix said, it's my son, Larry. And I was proud of him. I said, he's a good man. And I miss y'all, Daddy, very much. And he used to call me every day. Except this week, he haven't called me. But I guess he'll call me one day. I'll call him one. And we'll see each other one day. I'm a miss Felix. And I thank y'all. And I thank the Lord for letting me know Felix. He's the hardest hit person I ever met in my life. But the Lord knew him. And the Lord blessed him to live 88 years. Come on, would you keep those hands together as we thank every individual who came to this mic.
and gave words of tribute for our dear brother Felix Bird. Thank you, Mr. Ricardo Black and Elder Ralph Foster, Joanne Bailey, and Larry Teasley. To God we give the glory for each and every one of you. Please receive a wonderful, wonderful tribute, a musical selection from Brother Marcus Black at this time. Come on, put your hands together. Today is a celebration of life.
Come on, let's give God some praise. You can do better than that. Let's give God some praise. What a musical gift. A musical gift. Come on, you can do better than that. God is using all of the gifts in the room today. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Thank you. He made that saxophone talk, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he made it talk. Thank you, sir. Thank you. May God bless you. May God continue to give you strength. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to each and every person that came to this mic to give tributes. Ricardo, Elder Foster, Joanne Bailey, Larry Teasley. Thank you, Brother Marcus, for your musical talent and gift. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here today. You didn't have to be here, but we are thankful that you're here. Thank you so much. If you sent a car to this family, if you stopped by the house and took some food, I don't know, maybe you sent a letter, made a phone call to them, sent a tweet, I don't know, sent a text. Whatever you have done on behalf of this family, I just want to say thank you. Thank you because you didn't have to do it. Thank you for being here today because I know that this beautiful, beautiful wife, she appreciates it. These children, they appreciate you all being here. But I want to say this to you. Don't let today be the last day that you stop by the house. Don't let today be the last day that you, you know, send a card or make a phone call to them because they're going to need you more after today. Oh, can I hear somebody in here? See, when everybody goes home, they've got to live there with their feelings and they're going to need you more after today. So can we agree that we're going to continue to call them? We're going to continue to reach out to them. We're going to continue to pray for them because she's going to need our prayer. These children are going to need our prayers. So can we collectively say amen? Amen, amen. To God, we give the glory. We will continue to reach out to you guys. Please understand that. After the singing of our next selection from Sister Naomi Worthy, Center of My Joy, I'll come back with words of comfort. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. the center of my joy when I've lost my direction 
You're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that comforts all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You are why I find pleasure in the simple Things in the light, you're the music in the meadows and the streams, the voices of the children, my family, and my home. You're the hope and the finish. Of my highest dream oh, 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 Jesus You're the center of my joy All that's good and perfect Comes from you You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do, Jesus. You are the center of my joy, Jesus. You are the center. Lift up my head. You're 
the center of my joy, my joy. Hallelujah. 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 He's the center of my joy. Thank you, Miss Naomi. Would you pray with me for just a moment? Our Father and our God, it is preaching time now. We want to say thank you for all of the songs. Thank you, Father, for every tribute today. But God, it's preaching time now, and I need your power. I need your anointing. God, you're the one that gives us inspiration. So your people don't want to hear me, but they want to hear you. So God, in the name of Jesus, would you hide me behind the cross so that I might not be seen, but your son Jesus, who was <laughs> crucified for all of our sins. God, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share just a few words on your behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Truly, we honor the spirit of the Lord that is in this place. Does anybody believe that God is here? I believe he's here, Sister Saritha. He's here. And so I'm thankful. I give honor to the spirit of the Lord who I know and I feel is in this place today. And I, I really, that's right. Come on, let's give God some honor. Let's give God some honor. His son, Jesus who went to the cross and died on the cross for all of our sins. We ought to thank and honor them today. But I also want to thank God for my pastor um, in his absence. Would you help me thank the Lord for Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott, who is the leader and the shepherd of this flock. We thank the Lord for him, and we thank the Lord for each and every one of you. I want to thank the Lord for all of these ushers who have been doing such a marvelous job today. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for for recognizing them and thank the Lord for the media team up there. Come on, put your hands together for our media team. Thank you for being there and the way that you allow us to worship today through media. And um, I want to thank God for Scott Gibson right here on this piano. Would y'all thank the Lord for Scott Gibson? Come on, you can do better than that. Thank God for him. Oh, this is this guy right here is anointed. And we thank the Lord for him and Miss Naomi Worthy, who can sing just about anything. Come on, come on. Listen, Brother Joe Jones, who came and, and helped us today through song. And for my sister, who is here with us today, we just thank the Lord for every person, everybody who has made this service what it is today. To God, we give the glory. Amen. At the end of the day, none of us could do what we do unless God called us and anointed us. Amen? Amen. So I thank the Lord for that, and I thank the Lord just for being here. But you know what? There's an interesting passage that um, I want to read to you today that, for me, when I think about Brother Felix Bird, I, I see him. I remember where he would sit every Sunday. 
<laughs> and he would stand up. I don't care if it was a song, it was a sermon that was preached. He was going to be standing up, giving God the praise, clapping that hand. Oh, amen. We all knew that he loved the Lord. Felix Bird loved the Lord. And um, I, when I think about him, I can't think, think of him without thinking about his brother, Brother Thomas. <laughs> and both of them, just the way that they served and the way that they loved the Lord just meant a lot. It meant a lot to me. And just to see the tears rolling down his face said to me that this guy has a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can always tell when a person has a relationship. So you're not going to cry. You know, and see, I'm talking about a man. Men really don't cry. <laughs> you know that. They won't be strong. But I promised you, strong men do cry. Amen. Amen. Come on here, brother. You know what I'm talking about. There's some strong brothers in this room right now. And you're not afraid to cry. You're not afraid to show emotion, especially when you know that God is the one who is responsible for you being here. Of course, tears are going to roll down your face because you know and you recognize. But 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, um, verses 6 through 8, have some very powerful words that I want to read to you today. And it says here, and I want you to get Brother Felix in your mind. And um, as I read this scripture, it says, For I am now ready <laughs> to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Is that what your Bible says? That's what my Bible says. Well, I'm not ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. If I could tag this scripture with a subject, I would really say how Felix Bird Jr. faced death with confidence. Oh, come on here, somebody. He faced it with confidence. He faced it with confidence. So that's what I want to talk about today. We have gathered here today to mourn. We've gathered here to reflect and to remember the life and legacy of Brother Felix Bird Jr. More than anything, we are here today to celebrate a life well lived. Oh, come on, give God some praise in here. A life well lived. Listen. After the many years that he has lived, I, I believe he was almost, he was going to turn 90 this year, wasn't he? Come on. Not everybody gets to live that long and live a good life. But after 90 years, we ought to be celebrating. We ought to be celebrating. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I know tears will flow today, and that's understandable because we will truly miss Mr. Felix, according to his obituary, Mr. Felix uh, was a jack of all trades. When I read that, I thought of my own father. <laughs> my father was a jack of all trades, and he was a jack of all trades. And I loved that about him. But he also loved his family. 
He was a faithful member of St. Paul Baptist Church, and I believe we all can say with assurance that Mr. Felix Bird Jr. was a Christian. Oh, come on here, somebody. Can anybody say that about you? Can, can they say that about you? That I don't care how they dress, I don't care how tall they are, but if they can really say about you that you are a Christian, talk about me. I don't mind you talking about me if you're going to tell people that she is a Christian. Mr. Felix Bird Jr. was a Christian. As I thought about his life of service, the text that I read into your hearing comes to my mind. It came to my mind because after many years of serving the Lord, Mr. Felix, just like Paul, says in this text that the time of his departure is at hand. Paul uses the word departure, and that word takes its meaning from the idea of a ship in the harbor. And the time has come to cast off the lines and set sail for parts unknown. Now listen, if Paul were writing this text today, instead of ships, he would probably use airplanes to illustrate his meaning. It would be as if Paul were saying, the time has come to catch my plane. Oh, you ought to put your hands together with that. The time has come to catch my plane. He uses the same word, my brothers and sisters, in Philippians 1.23, but in order to get the context, of that verse, we've got to go back to verse number 21. There he said, for to me to live, living is for Christ and dying is even better. Yet if I live, that means fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live. and Sometimes I want to go and be with Christ. Because that would be far better for me. Paul says that death for the Christian is like a departure. What that means is we are cutting loose from this life and setting sail for the next life. Paul begins by saying, I have fought a good fight. <laughs> the language Paul uses means to contend for a prize or to struggle. Paul is saying that life has been a real struggle at times. And I think each of us understands what that means. Paul reminds each of us that although life can be a real struggle at times, it has really been worth the struggle. Oh, come on here, somebody. It's been worth it all. It's been worth it all. I've been through the storm and I've been through some dangers, but it's been worth it all. Regardless of the struggles we face in this life, the bottom line is it's been worth it all. And if that's the attitude, and I want you to know that that's the attitude that enables us to endure until the time of our departure from this life. And with that positive outlook on life, Paul gives us some powerful reasons why he is able to face his departure from this life with confidence. I want all of us, to be able to, when we get to our departure time, to face it with confidence. So first, Paul is able to face his departure from this life with confidence because he knew where he was headed. Oh, come on here, somebody. Paul was confident. He was confident because he knew where he was headed. 
The Apostle Paul knew where he was headed. His departure from here means his arrival in heaven. Hallelujah. See, that's why some people don't get excited about leaving here. It's because they don't know where they're going. Oh, come on here, somebody. See, I don't care what happens in life because I made up my mind about where I'm going. Brother Felix knew where he was headed. He wasn't crying. He wasn't upset about it. He knew. He was confident about where he was going. His departure meant his arrival in heaven. Paul knew without a shadow of a doubt where he was headed in eternity. But my question for you today is, do you know where you are headed? Oh, help me, Jesus, do you know? Paul says in his first letter to 1 Corinthians 5, verses 6, 8, Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The Bible tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with God. As with most things in life, you really can't have it both ways. You see, to be present with the Lord necessitates the giving up of this life. Do you realize that the Bible says that you can know for sure where you are headed in eternity? Oh God, the Bible lets us know we can know. You don't have to guess about it. 1 John 5 and 13 says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You can know it. You can know it. You don't have to guess about it. You don't have to turn around wondering. You can know it. Look at somebody and tell them you can know it. You can know it. You can know it. Death does not have to be a leap into darkness or into the great unknown. The Bible tells us that by placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can be saved. Place your faith in Jesus. In a scripture that almost everyone who has ever been in church has heard, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the Bible. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everybody who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So if we have placed our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, when the time of our departure comes, we can face it with confidence, like Brother Felix, knowing that we have been assured of a place in heaven. This means that we don't have to fear this moment of death. We can approach it with confidence. We can face it like a prisoner awaiting his release from prison. We can face it like a child when the end of the school year term comes. We can face it like a migratory bird ready to fly south. And we can face it like a patient in the hospital anxiously scanning the doctor's face to see whether a discharge may be imminent. I long to be gone, extricating myself from the flesh 
I have too long inhabited, seeing the great doors of eternity swing open. Such is the prospect of death for a Christian. But you know what? There was something else I saw in this text. Paul is able to face his departure from this life with confidence because he knew that he had successfully finished his race. Oh, come on here. Come on, did you hear what I said? He could face it with confidence because he knew that he had successfully finished his race. The Bible often uses the image of a foot race to describe the Christian life, but this foot race is not just a hundred yard dash. It really is a marathon. You are probably familiar with how the Apostle Paul started his race. That is how he became a Christian. The story is told in Acts number 9, how Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the Christians when he was struck down by a blinding light and he heard the voice of Jesus calling his name. Oh, help me now. Paul became a Christian because of that experience. But I came this afternoon to tell somebody that you don't have to experience a blinding light in order to be saved. Oh, in reality, it is as simple as recognizing that you are a sinner and that you can't save yourself. Oh, can I get any help right there? See, the problem with some of us is that we've been trying to save ourselves. But I got some good news today. You don't have to try to save yourself. All you have to do is believe that God sent Jesus into this world to die on a cruel cross for your sins and my sins. It's that simple. Why do we try to make it so hard? It's simple. All you must do is accept what Jesus has already done for you through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. In racing, a good start is essential. If the, if, the race, if the start is off, the race will go badly. What this means then is you must first start. Look at somebody and say, start. You must first start. You must begin. But as important as a good start is, even more important is a strong finish. Paul faced his departure with confidence because not only had he started well, but he had finished the race. <laughs> we too can be confident in our departure if we have not given up. Some of us start, but then we give up. In verse number eight, Paul turns from reasons for his confidence in departure to tell us some things about his arrival. He says in this verse, finally, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Oh, you ought to put your hands together, my brothers and sisters. He wasn't just talking about himself. He was saying this for all of us. All of us. Now listen, when we head off on a trip by plane, we make sure that we get on the plane. We endure the flight. And at the end of the flight, there is an arrival. Often the reason for the excitement 
waiting for us at the airport. The same thing is true of a Christian. We face departure from this life with excitement, not because that departure is exciting, but because of what is waiting for us on the other side. Oh, come on here, somebody. I don't mind plane rides, although they are not always the most enjoyable things in the world. I am willing to endure all the inconveniences associated with flying. I'm okay with the lines at the airport, those little seats all crammed together on the plane, divided by those tiny little aisles where the flight attendants are always bumping your elbows, and all those little compartments designed to be smaller than your smallest piece of luggage. I will not even start on the bathrooms on the plane. What I'm trying to say is that flying is not always that pleasant, but we don't mind because it gets us to our destination. Hallelujah. When the time comes for our departure, it may not be a delightful experience. It may include a hospital stay or a nursing home. It may even include illness or incapacitation. But brothers and sisters, the goal will be worth it all. I came to tell somebody, I don't care how you start. God don't care how you start. What is important is how you finish. How you finish. It will be worth it all. There's a hymn that I think summarizes what I'm trying to say. It's entitled... It will be worth it all when I see Jesus. I said it will be worth it all when I see his face. It will be worth it all. All of the trouble I've had to endure down here, all of the sickness I've had to endure, is going to be worth it all. Brother Felix is saying that right now. Oh, he said, honey, it's worth it all. Because I'm looking in the face of Jesus. Amen. 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 It will be worth it all. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Jesus. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely, my brothers and my sisters, run the race till we see Christ. Come on and put your hands together. Come on, we're through preaching. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. I hope the word helped somebody today. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, oh God, that this word will go forward and it will accomplish that which it please and prosper where you have sent it. God, I pray for this family, this wife, these children. God, I pray for them and I lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray that you wrap your loving arms around them. Let them know that they're not in this by themselves. Let them know, oh God, that you have them. That you have them, oh God, in the hollow of your hands. God, I pray in the name of Jesus 
that in the days and in the weeks to come, that they will know that you were right there by their side. God, I love you. I thank you. And I give you the honor and the praise and the glory. Amen. I'm going to ask the funeral directors to come back at this time. We will continue these services at Gethsemane Memorial Garden. I'm going to ask everyone but the family to please stand. going to need some help. We need some ladies who are willing to serve as flower bearers to please come and stand to my left, your right. Come stand here. We're also going to need some brave, strong men to serve as pallbearers. Would you come now and stand to my right? Some ladies standing to my left. Come on, my sister. If you want to be a flower bearer, I need some, some ladies to come and get these flowers. Come on, ladies. You only need three ladies? Okay. How many pallbearers do you need? We need six brave men. I think you're about to get them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's strong. He's strong. Like I said, we will continue these services at Gethsemane Memorial Garden. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. They that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority also, because he is the Son of Man. If you want to know where I'm going, where I'm going soon, if anybody asks you where I'm going, Beyond, I'm going. 
To be with my Lord. 